Hello. Welcome. Yes, it's Pastor Deborah here, and welcome to all of you here in the garden today. We're going to begin another part of my dear spiritual child letter from me. Oh, not me, but from me. Agape love himself. So welcome, creatures, creatures, flowers. All of you help them to find a seat. Yes, you are so dear and precious to us. And they have been waiting, all these living creatures, to meet you spiritually. Here, where are you? You're in the Garden of Eden, here on earth. Yeah, spiritually. Your physical body is on the planet. You're not dead yet. Because if you were, you'd probably be up in heaven. Or maybe in that place down there. And I'd have to come get you down there. Yeah. But right now, your body is still alive. It might be stressed and fearful, hurt and wounded. You might be still in the womb. Haven't come out yet. You might just be a baby, a child, a youth, a young person, a mature adult. You might be in war, might be in the hospital fighting diseases. You might be in a coma. You might be be being abused right now. And you're having an out-of-body experience. Could be asleep. And the God called Agape Love has brought your spirit here with me, Pastor Deborah, in this spiritual place. Now, I'm physically sitting in my living room at a door. Yeah, husband is downstairs, dog is downstairs. I got televisions and sofas, and we want to welcome you. Now, I have to tell you, I don't have a green screen. Yeah. I am filming in Zoom Pro, and I'm using a wonderful motion video by Pixabay. But if you see strange things happening around my hair, see back there? That's my background, my living room. And if my hands should disappear into the video, it's all because I I do not use a green screen. I have tried the professional ones. Don't have the space, too cumbersome. If you saw what's behind me, chairs and picture frames and bookcases and two desks and more chairs, more bookcases, there's very very little room to store those big professional ones. I can't put anything up a wall because there's no wall behind me, except way back there. I tried the ones you attach to a chair and I'd swivel around. Well, they weren't big enough. Then I made a homemade one from poster board. Boy, it covered the spot, but it was so cumbersome. Yeah. I probably would need something tall and wide that I could fold up. But I'm just going to use it without it. It's wonderful to just sit down, check my microphone, find my video from Pixabay that I've gotten freely from them. Put my camera up and talk to you. So welcome. Here in another part, part number 35 of this precious letter 
that was dictated to me in many forms, in many ways. I wrote them down for you. I didn't know why I would type them out, print them out, put them in books. Now I know. And this one called The Teddy Letter. I wrote this letter to about an 80-year-old man. I had met him at the Brownsville Revival, sort of. He was there physically, but I knew not to go up and meet and say, Hello, I'm Pastor Deborah. I wasn't a pastor at the time. But I was to send him this letter. He was a count, a man of royalty and very wealthy in England. He's probably gone on to heaven now. He was quite in his 80s when I met him. And he had been in satanic ritual abuse, multi-generational Satanism all his life. Mm -hmm. So this letter I wrote to him. And I'm going to read it to you. And I want to show you the teddy bear that I sent with him. I got him right here. Teddy. With a heart of love. I got this teddy bear at Walmart at Valentine's Day. They were so gentle and sweet and kind and bringing a heart of agape love. And I would send this out, mail it to witches and warlocks, satanic high priests, to psychics, to this count in England, to heavy metal music, to people in the homosexual, gay and lesbian, drug cartel members. And I'd send a letter or a card from Pastor Deborah saying, I love you with a love that you do not know yet. So this was the teddy. And I want to read the letter I sent to you, to him. But it's now to you. Yeah. So let's listen. First, what do we do? Pray. That's right. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your great love of humanity that you suffered through thousands of years of separation from us and still from so many. Your heart ached and was pained. Oh, you got angry at us because we had gone into the pigsty and we had become evil and wicked. We didn't know it. We didn't know what you will surely die meant when we were told long ago not to touch a fruit or eat a fruit from a tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the garden. We did not know. We just thank you that you held through the ages, that your covenant, your everlasting covenant of love, joy, and peace between us and for us held, even when you got mad and had to go off to your room for thousands and thousands of years. To deal with yourself. We thank you that you never forgot us. That you interceded in yourself for us and for you. Our father and our mother for our spirit. You always loved the forever person that we always were created to be. The image and likeness of you that had gotten so marred and in slavery and held in captivity. So evil and wicked, perverted and twisted. Held. As a slave to the soul and its lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. We thank you for loving us when we were serving Satan knowingly. When we are abused and hurt, 
even when we are the rulers of nations that go to war. We know the forever person is in each human. And you love it, not the way it is, but in your heart, you look at us the way we could have been. We're supposed to be, but only death could bring about that. And you did it on a cross. We thank you that out of death came life, new life, us, Pastor Deborah, a new creature of the light. Like all these that are bursting forth out of the darkness. Father, we thank you that you loved us so much. You would sacrifice yourself in your son on a cross. You would take all our evil and wickedness and rebellion on you. And you would bear it all for us and for you. We thank you, Father, that now through the Holy Spirit, you will teach us about your love for us, called Agape. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. All right, let's begin the letter. I entitled it The Teddy Letter because I sent the teddy bear with them. And this was a letter written to one of my, Pastor Deborah's, spiritual children. He was in England. He was a count. He was about 80 years old. And he was born into a family that served Satan openly. You might call it a secret society. He was a multi-generational Satanist. Mm -hmm. My life was strange when I would hear about these people. They wanted to meet me, but they were not allowed to meet me personally or talk to me or come close to me. The demons inside of them, the spirits would choke them, try to kill them, blind them. So we had to do work in the spirit realm. And they took great risk, stepping out of their darkness, captivity, and slavery. And they had to trust that this God I was serving, that was in me, could help them, could reach them, even when they couldn't go very far. So this letter was sent into the darkness of this multi-generational Satanist life in England. He was also into vampirism, homosexuality, after he had gotten saved in the spirit. God will move in dreams and spirits here in the garden to get you saved, believing in him. You become one of these lights, a star, a child of him. And this count declared that this Christ Jesus was his Lord now, his owner and master to serve. And I wrote this in 1999. Mm -hmm. I had begun and stepped into a world I knew very little about. I didn't even know I was on Satan's radar. I was just taking songs out of church. And turning them into prayers, petitions. I said, God, you don't have to do anything for me. Because I had heard about the prosperity movement, getting healed, the faith movement. I said, Lord, you've done it all. I'll be in heaven with you. And you'll help me go through anything I need to go through. But these people, 
that my heart was aching for, that I was having visions about in the Walmart parking lot of hands reaching up in flames, screaming, help me, help me, I'm alive, I'm alive, please, somebody help me. Then I'd see demonic claws grabbing their arms and pulling them back into the flames, and I would break down and cry. And when I cried for God to help them, the vision would end. I kept praying for them through songs, pleading God to send somebody to help them. I didn't know who they were. I didn't know where they were. But my tears became cries of help for them. He was trying to help me to see what he sees and to feel with his heart what he felt. He was getting me ready to send me. I didn't know that. Sometimes we get burdens. We don't know what they're for. And so I begged God to send somebody because I wasn't a pastor, an evangelist, had no credentials. And he said, I will. I heard your prayers. I'm sending you. Not me. I don't know anything. I was only 5'2". I'm not a powerful evangelist. I'm married, got a kid, working a job. I don't know anything. All I know was mental health counseling. I said, no, I'm sending you. You will become a pastor and a spiritual mother. I didn't know what any of that meant. But slowly through the days and the months, I became anointed and blessed. My knowledge of the spiritual realm opened up. Then I met her. Amanda. On October the 9th, 1998, in the Brownsville Revival, a young girl came to the altar and told the prayer worker she was a witch, a Satanist. So guess who they called? Pastor Deborah. By that time, I had been on the prayer team of this revival for maybe a year, been attending the deliverance class for over a year and gotten on the deliverance team, which became known as the personal ministry team. So when anybody came to the altar sort of like this, they called Pastor Deborah. And as I'm walking down the steps at the platform, I get a word of knowledge. Never had it happen before. And I got up to her and I said, this is Amanda. I said, yes, I know who you are. You're a witch, a Satanist. And your assignment here in the revival is to have sex with a worker, produce a child, and sacrifice it in a satanic meeting as a symbol of Satan killing the revival. She goes, how do you know that? You're not a witch. I said, God just told me. Took her in the usher's room. Bound up everything that I had been trained to bind up. And out of the darkness of her spirit, from somewhere in the dark realm of Satanism, this precious little child came forth. Now, Amanda was about 14, and this little spirit came forth, and I asked her to be my spiritual daughter and to be his and to accept Christ Jesus. Her spirit was drawn. Now, her whole story was her family was sent on assignment. It's called the Black Forest Clan. To come against me. Who was I? I didn't think I was anything. 
to get close to me and take me out. Why? Because I loved them. And I would pray for them and plead to God and petition them for him to reach them. And this count was one of those that I prayed for. I didn't know him. So that night, Amanda's little spirit came forth. I led her to the Lord, and she just disappeared. Back into the darkness she went. The ushers took her. She was a youth and said, we'll get you all lined up with the youth pastor. And they did. And so for several months, I didn't hear from her. Then she started calling me, wanting to sit next to me. And through her, I met the count. She would send me notes while I was sitting in church. And she would tell me there was one here where they were sitting. I didn't approach them. I didn't really approach Amanda. Somehow I knew that I was not to get friendly with them in the natural. It was a spiritual work I was doing. So I did send out letters. I never met the count personally. Now, he is in heaven now. That was 20-something years ago, so he's gone, but he got saved. They would come to see if this revival was real. Was there a presence there? Now, a lot of times they volunteered to come on assignment to sit in the pews and send demons towards the leaders and the deliverance team and the prayer team. That was in 1999. I was getting started. So... Once I heard about him, and I started sending out Teddy to these people. Yeah, Teddy's real. I got him at Walmart, Valentine's Day. And I would ship him out in boxes, and one went to this count in England. Mm -hmm. Here's the letter. Dear precious son, hello. I wanted to write to you. And send you this teddy. How did I get his address? Through Amanda. Because he wanted to communicate with me. I even had witches from stores all over America. Sending me their catalogs. It was a way of this young man named Isaac. Who owned them. To communicate with me. And I looked through the magazines. They had a lot of helping things. Oh, if you wanted to buy a. Wands or uh, capes. This is how you bought it. And it was how he, this Isaac, who was a king of the Black Forest clan, was communicating with me. So I sent Teddy's there. So this count, I'm writing to him in England. I never even knew his first name. I did get a glimpse of his face. He was kind of a short man. He was in his 80s already. He had traveled all the way from England to this revival here in Pensacola, Florida, which lasted from about 1995 to about 2000. Then it became polluted and uh, evils came in and it changed. So I wrote, hello, I wanted to write to you and send you this teddy. I have given one to all my spiritual children. And that includes you. I knew my assignment by then. They were all to become my spiritual children. The story goes, it came, that blessing and anointing came in two ways. One, it's in a praise and worship class, uh, worship time in this revival. And I was just praising the Lord. 
all of a sudden I heard the Holy Spirit say, what's the desires of your heart? Instantaneously, I said, to be a spiritual mother to all in multi-generational Satanism, homosexuality, lesbianism, heavy metal music, vampirism, the goth movement. Everybody that does not know you. And the Holy Spirit said, it is done. Because my reason was I wanted to make a connection as a mama to these precious human spirits who had not had a loving mama. They had some what they call mothers of darkness. And my told the Holy Spirit in that I wanted to be their mother, to turn their hearts back to the Father. Sometimes these spirits are so frightened of God, the Father, or even Christ Jesus. The Catholic Church does it a different way. They say that Jesus Christ and this God are angry, so mad at them. That you have to go through Mother Mary, and Mother Mary will go talk to Jesus, her son. So you end up worshiping Mother Mary. I was just one of the links in a chain. I was to love them with words, teddies, on the telephone. Tell them about this love of this father. These were frightened, fearful human spirits, unbelieving, but knowing, as you just heard in the last one from Isaac, that love was here. It could touch them. They could feel it. They could see it. It was causing earthquakes in their world. They didn't know what it was, afraid to touch it or think about it, speak about it. So I was to love them with my voice on the phone. We had Grand Central Station. Hundreds and hundreds of people on one phone call. It's coming through Amanda. Mm -hmm. I just had that happen the other night. I was praying with a former multi-generational Satanist named Sonny. And when I go to pray, I could feel the presence of many of them coming who were born into it like she was. So this anointing came that day in a praise and worship. Then a little... Maybe just a couple weeks later, we were in another time of teaching in the church. And the pastor asked, how many of you would like the blessings of Abraham? Now, he was talking about financial wealth in the natural world. Everybody seems to want that. So I raised my hands to get the blessing. And when my hands were up, God said, I'm putting a blessing on you. Okay. An anointing, that's what a blessing is. And so it will draw people to you in the spirit from out of the darkness. They will be drawn to you to talk to you, to hear your words of love, to hear your words about me. I'm going okay. So they will not come to hurt you, but to hear you and listen to you, listen to your words. And that happened again in just a few minutes. I got a double dose. So from that, I knew I was to have children spiritually. I could only have one biologically because I had a lot of health problems. But God has given me spiritual children beyond my understanding, beyond numbers I could even count. A wonderful, wonderful children. So sometimes what you think in the natural, I only had one. 
because your heart is good and right. He gives them to you spiritually. So this count was one of them. Oh, he had a physical body. But he was 80 years old. How could you? His spirit is what we were after. Mm -hmm. So I went on and I told the count. I thought this teddy would be something you might like. He's rather cute, I would write him. Probably like you. I was always loving and kind because I was always known because I always knew I was talking to the spirit. Mm -hmm. Well, my son, how has life been since that wonderful day when you became a part of my life as my son? Got into trouble, right? Because they always would. Well, that goes with knowing me and talking to me and becoming my spiritual son. Satan gets real mad at us. You know what? He lost you long ago. He lost your love. That is what if that's what you call it. Years and years ago. Now, for the first time, you have chosen freely to be a part of something that makes you feel so good, so loved. And others are going after it as well and makes Satan so mad. Love is the enemy of Satan. Satan and his demons that these people were very familiar with had them all inside of them, served them, and worshipped them knowingly. They were the adversaries of love. Why would he get so mad, I was asking him, at you wanting to be my spiritual son? That's a good question, I asked him. Well, you're going to be finding out. He will let you know for sure. Satan is a possessor. He wants all of you, all your affection. And where does he get that from? Because that's what God desires. But God will not force you through torture or fear. Mm -mm. He will offer his free gift and try to gently help you to accept it. Boy, did I really want to be here. Now, this is him thinking. I'm writing to him like I know his thoughts. So this is the count thinking now. Boy, did I really want to be here in this Brownsville revival. I'm not even sure I know what I was getting into. But now I think about her and this love stuff from this other guy all the time. I just can't seem not to think about it. I have dreams and hear someone calling me and telling me they love me. This is the count. See, I could understand their thinking. And I'm speaking to them words of knowledge. 
letting them know, I understand and know what you're thinking. What's going on inside your spirit? Because I had to show them there was nothing that I did not understand about themselves and their lives. He goes on, I just can't seem not to think about it. I have dreams and here's someone calling me and telling me they love me. Boy, is that weird. I go on my family business trips for the hardware sales. He used to sell guns, ammunition, missiles. They call it hardware. Mm -hmm. He's an arms dealer, believe it or not. See, I, I travel in some powerful areas. But they don't call it arms. They call it hardware. I'd go on my family business trips for the hardware sales. The hardware sales. And she and this love is always on my mind. He'd be in meetings and he'd hear, I love you. He'd feel my presence through my prayers. He had trouble even conducting business meetings. And the people would say, what's wrong with you? You're not your normal self. People are starting to say, I don't act like myself anymore. And I have no clue what is going on. And yet, I am the happiest I have ever been and feel something. I can't even describe it every day. I can even tell that she prays for me. And I know that this guy is always around. Wanting something from me. I just feel so different. And yet I want more. And I know I need to talk with her more. But how can I do that? The conference calls on the telephone are always so short. And there are so many who want to talk to her. Maybe I could just call her myself, you're thinking. Use phone cards. Or maybe I could email her. Or do what the others are doing. Buy a place in Pensacola and go visit her as much as I can. Many Satanists moved here. Now, they were on assignment. Just through Amanda. And her black forest clan, they were going to take me out. So a lot of the priests, the family, they moved here. They bought beach condos. They bought houses. Now they traveled. (laughs) They are busy people. She always invites me to go to church with her. I could do that. Everybody seems to want to just be around her. Talk with her. And hear her talk. I had to learn how to love with my voice, my words. I'd be on the phone and I'd have to be sensitive spiritually. And I'd have to know their names. And I'd say their names. And then they would talk through Amanda. 
It'd be her voice, but it wasn't her. And she would allow them to do that. She wanted them all saved. She didn't want anybody to be like they were. She was the most powerful spiritual evangelist from the inside. She was behind the enemy lines. Mm-hmm. Okay. I live over here in Europe. She lives over there in America. I need to think about what I can do. And remember, I am telling him in this letter what he's thinking. I need more of what she's offering. They don't know what I'm offering. God be love, what's that? What's that light shining? My spirit would look like this. And when the rays would touch him, it was pleasant. It didn't hurt. See, Satan and demons, they have light, fire. But it hurts. It's painful. Mm -hmm. I will give her an address. She can write to me. So I can be as safe as possible. Both he did not know that Satan would know about that. I would like for her to have a picture of me for her desk. She sure is something. Boy, has she stirred up things on this side. But I really was never allowed to see them physically. They never really could send me their pictures. I got a few over the years. But that was a no-no. No, no one knows what we do. We all love her and want to be with her. But he, Satan, is in the way. And can I change my life now? I knew this was what the Count was thinking. Mm -hmm. Sweetie, you just keep letting his love fill your empty heart. And your life will change he will change you by his love you sure are a special young man he's 80 years old but I had to learn to talk on the phone in the spirit I had to enter into their world where they were the forever persons the spirits I had to understand them their fears their lives, what had happened to their brains, their minds, the fear that controlled them. You are a special young man. He's 80 years old, but I called them all young men. My God has a wonderful plan for you that is waiting for you. He wants you to do work for him. Now, that is something else you're thinking, Count. I would not know what to do for him. All I know is hardware sales, guns, businessman, traveling the world to countries. That's all he knew. And I would say back to him, you are perfect for him. See, they couldn't understand they would be changed. 
This love was so powerful. They'd work behind the enemy lines. They'd stay doing just what they're doing. And as he sold his arms and his hardware and his guns, his spirit would be reaching other spirits, those that were buying the guns, the hardware. Oh, Pastor Deborah entered into the world of the arms trading, black market people, drug cartels, Mm -hmm. heavy metal music, dictators, the military. I'd entered into some stuff I knew nothing about. Me, five foot two. Yeah. But I learned. I watched movies. I studied special forces. Navy SEALs, special ops, being behind enemy lines. Just had to study the enemy out of the wars. I even studied the enemies of Egypt and Greece, the Romans. Mm-hmm. I studied victory and battles. I studied spying. Mm-hmm. Resistance workers. I had to teach and train these people. But this love had to help them. So I told this count, you're perfect for him. He has a place and a plan already for you. See, a lot of people think that only the church people can be evangelists. Amanda was an evangelist behind the scenes. She would, I would send her cards, bake cookies. She would take them to satanic meetings in hotels. But they didn't say they were satanic meetings. They were just business meetings, conferences, speaking engagements. Mm-hmm. You see that all over the world. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> business leaders, politicians, world leaders meeting. Okay. A lot of conferences. I would send cards to her to give to certain people that I knew their names. She would hand them out at satanic meetings out in the woods. And they were all butt naked, dancing around a fire or in hotels. Oh, some of them tore them up. Some of them kept them. She was working behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Then when she would be out homeless, she was getting homeless people saved. She was evangelist in the darkness. A lot of people don't understand that. Mm -hmm. God will use you right from the life that you're in. That's right. I had one precious young child named Hans. He was five years old when I met him. He was in England. He was raised in the Rothschild family. His grandfather was one of them. And he was in the Black Forest clan. Mm -hmm. That's right. He got saved. I was in a hotel at a meeting. And he got over here. He got saved. He started going to private schools. And he started teach, and he started leading children to the Lord. God will use everybody right where they are. So I'm telling this count, you just keep doing what you're doing. Because we got to reach the arms dealers, those that are buying the guns. Mm-hmm. The terrorists, as we call them. And I told him, you're perfect. You don't have to change anything. We're just going to change the inside. And then you're going to work. In your world that you're a part of. A lot of people want you to get saved and come out of it. Sometimes he needs you to stay in it. Mm -hmm. Maybe stay in the prostitution area. 
the gambling, the drug cartels, the militaries. Stay in as a general. Yeah, I see you, general. Mm-hmm. You too. Heavy metal music people. You can hear about that. They they get saved and keep going and they give altar calls and they're heavy metal music. And people are going, this is weird. He can't be saved. And they'll give their testimonies out on YouTube and you can't believe it. Mm-hmm. God uses all of us right where we are. Around the circle of people we know. You ain't going to accept some of these Christian ministers as evangelists. That ain't going to happen. So I told him, you're perfect. He has a place and a plan already for you. Just think, you can still sell to nations. It would just be something else. You pray over the guns. That when they go to fire them, they don't work. You pray for the people. Because there's two levels of work going on. The natural, you know, you have a natural body and he's selling a gun. But everybody has a spirit. So you work spirit to spirit. Which most of these in multi-generational Satanism who are all witches, high priests, they all move in the spirit. They're very good at that. Just be at peace now and enjoy being my spiritual son. For a supernatural love has found you, I told him. And now his free gift is yours to keep forever. Mm -hmm. So, my dear son, Count, you take care out there and remember You are loved by him and me. And you are my spiritual son forever and ever. I will see him later. He did whatever he was called to do. I trusted God to speak to them, maybe in dreams. And he would be about the Lord's work, even in the kingdom of darkness. You hear about that from people. Maybe that were in World War II and their nation was taken over. You had resistance fighters or you had traitors within Germany or you had people that were double agents. Okay, I was entering into that kind of ministry with people that were powerful and rich. And they moved in the darkness of evil and wicked things, war. And terrorist. Yeah. And little old Pastor Deborah, I didn't know much, but because I had been born into a family of soldiers, the Air Force, an officer, I had a different mindset about freedom. I never was a part of the community, but a freedom fighter, always a part of the government on a mission. To set people free. Our lives were trained. To go all around the world. And so I had a different way of thinking. I ended up being a special operations 
person. Highly trained Navy SEAL. Highly trained Ranger. Mm -hmm. Into battle I would go. Later on I had more training. I'm in satanic meetings standing in fire to get people saved. Little did I know when I began what lay ahead for me. But I embraced it. I would reach out. I would send Teddy with the letter. This count was one of many. I would have to study hardware sales, arms dealers. God was going into the great darkness of Satanism. Mm -hmm. The rich and powerful places. Spiritually. I worked with Supreme Court people. Mm -hmm. High queens and kings of nations. Mm -hmm. And I had to keep quiet most of my life. Who would believe it? Not the church, not religion. They used to tell me that Pastor Deborah was too heavenly minded to be any earthly good. So I didn't talk to anybody. I wrote. I talked to God. I was attacked, shot at, poisoned. Almost killed in my own home. When I took Amanda in. Why? Because I loved them. With God's love, not a human love, but with God's love. He helped me to see their spirits, their captivity to Satan. He helped me to understand multi-generational Satanism, witchcraft, occultic healing. Mm -hmm. I studied programming for the spirit and the soul. Mm -hmm. I studied brainwashing. I studied how terror and torture gives you an out-of-body experience. I studied generational spirits. I studied, studied, read, watched movies, read, watched more movies, studied the word, read the Bible, wore them out, studied, studied, kept quiet. I was on a fast pace of learning so I could reach the counts because God loved them. He wanted them to become one of his children of light. And because they had heard about him and Jesus, they were frightened of him. They had been abused and said, you call on Jesus. And he never came. So he put a spiritual mother with tender voice who would love them on the phone, moving in all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Can't activate them. They're not mine. You can't try. All I could do was get my spirit ready to receive them. I had to study and be knowledgeable about the spiritual realm to reach out to the counts. Did you know I had one prince bring his children to me years ago to meet me? You'll be a king one day. Mm -hmm. I was working behind the scenes. Right here from my house. A lot of them came right here. And I had one. It was a strange experience. I had a big, big guy stop by our house. 
in the natural. He looked like he was Hawaiian or something like that. I mean, he must have been six-something, 200, 300 pounds. And he was asking about the family that used to live in this house, that he knew the girl and wanted to know if I knew where she was at. And I told him what I knew. I said, what brought him here back to Pensacola? He said, I was on my way to her funeral. He was one of Satan's people. He was going to go to a meeting where somebody was going to die. And he was given the assignment to find me physically. They were checking me out physically. Who was this, Pastor Deborah? I'm only 5'2". I don't look mean, tough. I used to have dark black hair. Don't anymore. Still 5'2". Now I'm 70. Back then I was about in my 40s. So he came by the house physically. He was sent on assignment to see who I was. If I was this person that was stirring up trouble when i would pray they would be they would say there's earthquakes happening over there they could feel the prayers in airplanes the prayers were petitions for god to touch them help them they were really feeling him but they didn't know that and amanda was trying to help me to help them She would bring people to me. She tried to help and couldn't. God, this was all strange. I couldn't talk to anybody in Christianity about it. So I'd read stories about people who grew up in the occult, maybe were psychics. And they discovered their gift was familiar spirits and not from God. Or they had done psychic healing, occultic healing, and they got saved. I read about high priest and how they get trained, read books about people with multiple personalities, Mm -hmm. studied ritual abuse, studied cults, studied everything that God directed me to study, learning, learning, spiritually having to take tests and pass. Mm -hmm. So I could write a letter like this to account. And tell them how much God loves them. And ask them. I ask everybody, even now, would you like to be my spiritual child? Most of them go, "Mm mm-hmm. Even on LinkedIn and YouTube. Everybody. So all of you that are here, would you like to be my spiritual child? And have a wonderful, godly mama, a shepherd and pastor. To be in your life. If you want that. You just tell God. Then we're all connected. We're all one family. Mm -hmm. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father. We thank you for the count. And Amanda and Isaac. All those that have worked behind the scenes. And still are. Right now today. We thank you for your love. That came through teddy bears. We see love at Valentine's Day. Mother's Day, Father's Day. We see people trying to love animals and animals loving us. If we could just see that this love is so much different. Agape love is different than a love between a man and a woman sexually or 
even in a marriage, sort of represents it, but it's not the spiritual kind. Father, thank you for the count. Let him know I'm reading his letter. Tell him he's still at work, still an evangelist and a witness down here in the kingdom of darkness. His life is speaking out to others, to other arms dealers, terrorists, people all around the world of how he found you and got me as his spiritual mother. Father, we thank you for your work. This is the work of the cross, the work of your everlasting covenant, and the work of Isaiah 61 and 62. Birth them, Father, anew as children of the light and bring them into your kingdom. In the name of Christ Jesus, if you want that and you want his Hebrews 4.12, a spiritual circumcision, just nod your head, wink, raise a little, say yes, sir, whatever. It's done. You don't have to do anything. This is his work. I had to learn that. I rested from my work. I tried it. That's all flesh. But when you do his work, his way with him, you're never really tired. Some days the attacks are hard and you need rest. I renewed myself this morning. I read his word. I get refreshed. I spend time with him. Talk to him. Always asking him to help me so I can help him. Because sometimes my feelings get in the way. I get angry at you guys. Not you, the forever person, but your soul, that icky old part of us. And there's some things I can't change what's going on in the world. I can only point people to God and have them trust him, even if death comes. And I had to keep reminding myself that God said, I've overcome this world of hell, death, and the grave. Because he overcame it for the spirit. I had to keep always remind myself. Even these days. When there's war on the planet. All kinds of evil wicked deeds. It's about the spirit. All of that evil wickedness you see. That's of this world. Satan's world. The kingdom of darkness. From the flesh and the spirit. And as we know war is always here. Evil is always around us. Ungodliness and wickedness. Death has rights and it is here. So I'm always have to be. I always have to be reminded. That it's the spirit. The forever person. You that's here in the garden. That God is working for. Going after. Seeking. Loving. We'll get a new earth one day. And a new body. But right now. This is what we got. And my job is to help you find him. Just like this count. And to tell you he loves you. So upon death. You go right to him. And your life has changed in the spirit. I may not ever be able to change the soul. May not ever get transformed or healed. Death may come. But your spirit will not go. Down to hell. It will go straight on up. To the kingdom of heaven. Right into the throne room of God. And he will say welcome home my child. And you'll say I am so glad. I'm out of that mess. And some of us have to stay here. 
and keep working. Mm -hmm. And this video, long after Pastor Deborah has gone on up, it'll still be out on YouTube. It might go to the far galaxies. Count's story will still be told on a YouTube video. Mm -hmm. Long after we're both on up there with him. Now we're both coming back. There'll be a new earth. After this one is folded up like an old garment. Maybe by explosions. Don't know. That God will destroy it. It's had too much blood and evil. And he will send all the devils and demons and Satan to the lake of fire. Never to be heard of again. And he will create a new earth. And I'll get a new body. I don't know if I'll look the same. Right now I look like one of those stars. And I have to have a new body with a new earth. And we're going to start all over. And there won't be any demons or death. Because he's defeated those. So that's what I'm working for that day. But that's not here yet. We got a lot of people to reach that are evil and wicked. Just like to count. So Pastor Deborah is about his business. Doing his ministry his way. Because he says his words are spirit. And they are life. And he is looking. He told this woman at the well in Samaria. God is looking for your spirit. To worship him in spirit. And in truth. That means knowledge. And in freedom. He doesn't want your spirit to be ignorant. And full of fear. And worship him him. Out of fear or torment or vexation. To be forced to bow. To do things. But he wants you to love him. As you know him. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm doing. Here today with you in the garden. So you just stay and enjoy the garden. Can you meet the count? No, he's on up in heaven. But if you want to go visit heaven. God will allow you. There's sort of a little doorway or a light back there. But you can't stay unless the Lord allows you to stay. Some of you might be in comas or dying or maybe in the womb. And death is coming. And you ask him, can you stay? And that's his decision. If you want to stay, you may. Others, you got to come back to your body. And be about his work. And help Pastor Deborah and him reach out spiritually to others. All right. Those of you that want to stay here in the garden and just enjoy his presence. Talk to the flowers. Talk to the animals. He's over there. His son Christ is back, way back there teaching. Go get some more lessons. Grow, feed some more. Rest, sleep in his presence. Because you are welcome here. Bye. Love. See you next week. Next lesson. Bye-bye.